this seems like I can't even believe I'm saying this right now, but the truth is this is a some sort of spiritual demonic attachment. So we had to do exorcisms, and then I started become su uh, becoming suicidal, and I started having fantasies of jumping off my 25th 25th floor apartment. Brother, if you knew what I saw in those sessions. <laughs> That's the thing, no one knows, right? Hundreds, thousands, millions of views on all your videos. I don't see what's going on behind. Huh? No one would know me, I was a normal guy. Next weekend I went out, bro, like 20 people won photos with me. My life just changed in the middle of the night. And I'd start getting mobbed. My friends had to drag me out of places. And everything was so accessible. And look, I've always been fairly good with women, but yeah. it just went on to another level. I was never satisfied. I had to keep, you know, having sex with more and more girls and partying, traveling a lot as well. I was traveling like once a week. You wake up one morning, where do I want to go? Philippines, cool. Yeah. Tonight I'm going to Philippines. Like it was nuts. I've always known I have a bigger, a very big purpose in this world. And at the time of this happening, I knew that there was something beyond this. I'm going to get canceled hard. Yeah. So hard. Like what I'm doing now is I'm preparing for my own cancellation. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up, you guys? My name is Jamie Zhu, and this is Life, Money, and Love. Just quickly, before we get started, guys, if you've been enjoying the podcast, can I please ask that you consider leaving a five-star review and subscribing on whatever platform you've been listening? It really helps the podcast grow. All right, Jamie Zhu, welcome to the podcast. Fucking, um, we got one of the Australia's biggest content creators. If you probably, if you haven't seen his face pop up in the last 10 years, You've been nowhere on social media. Um, I want to talk to you about all that stuff, how you built your audiences, your strategy, your content, all that sort of stuff, how your life's developed, and we'll get there. I think that's an awesome part of it because tactically not many people can speak to the level of success in terms of building an audience and maintaining that audience for, for years and years and years, almost a decade, I imagine, now of creating Good content there. for social media. So we'll get to all that. But like we were talking about just briefly off air, what I'm more interested in in these conversations is just talking about more of the personal journeys behind it, how you've evolved and changed and what sort of uh, challenges and struggles you've gone through to become the man you are today. And of course, we're always continually growing. You're still so far away from where you end up. So am I. Um, but I'm really interested to talk about the fucking the growth journey, man. And I was doing some research on you the last last couple of days just to prepare for the podcast and I saw a post you made recently and you said like the last one to two years have been the most challenging uh, period of your life ever and you've gone through the most changes and you've been public some really fucking really interesting and, and hard to believe fucking events and stories um, and I want to talk about all that and kind of what you went through now the story and again people will be like oh it's Jamie Zoo he's this funny guy it's bullshit for sure but I wish it was I know yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean like you can see the way you talk about it in the video the one that you did with your mom and you're talking about your experience this isn't bullshit but uh, so Jamie, for people who don't know, uh, you've, you experienced uh, demonic possession for almost a year of your life quite recently. I don't even know if the boys know yet. Um, now I want to talk about all that kind of the fucked up thing you went through, but I think to do it justice uh, and talk about that experience, we've got to talk about kind of what your life looked like before all this happened. So obviously you're this young guy, mid twenties, kind of the peak of his powers, like, uh, a lot of attention. I know what that does to guys, a lot of fame, a lot of clout, money from brand deals, that sort of stuff. Talk to me about where you were, the kind of lifestyle you were living a couple of years ago um, before all this happened. And then we'll go through that journey and we'll start to talk about some of the changes and stuff. But yeah, so talk about you partying a lot, uh, addicted to some uh, experience of a sex addiction with another thing that you've opened up on as well. So yeah, talk to me about what life was before. Yeah, for sure. Do you want me just to start from like the beginning? or Yeah, bro, wherever. Whatever makes sense to you. Yeah, cool. Chill. So um, long story short, um, back in high school, I was trying to be a pro soccer player for a living mm. and didn't work out. Found myself over in England, Serbia, playing for some semi-pro clubs. And then I kind of came across YouTube. Um, 
I think this was like late 2013. Yeah. So very early days. Early days. So this is when like the Janoskins were around. Yeah. You know, Adrian Van Oyen, yeah, Vitaly, yeah. like all the all the OG, OG guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I kind of just like, you know, quit football. So I was like, what do I do now? And I always knew I had something sort of bigger to fulfill than just sort of going to uni. Not that anything's wrong with that, but for me personally, I felt like I I was born to really like significantly impact the world. Mm-hmm. Came across these guys like Janoskians and guys back in Australia doing these funny pranks. I was like, you know what? Like something inside me just lit up. I don't know yeah. how to explain it. It was the most like supernatural event of my life. But something just told me this is what you have to do. It's like, all right, cool. And so then I came out to Australia. Um, I think this was like uh, early 2014. And I just started doing the craziest stuff, man. Yeah. Like all I wanted to do, sounds really weird that I say it now, but all I wanted to do was like do public embarrassment pranks. Yeah. I don't know why. Like I wanted to just go into like crowded places, make funny sex noises. I wanted just to do like just the most outlandish stuff. And I think it was partially because I suppressed myself during soccer because I had to be so regimented, so consistent. And 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 I couldn't really like, you know, show my fun side that I inherently had. And so, man, I just like, I would rock up to like UNSW like every single day of the yeah. week. And I'd just go in front of like lectures doing dumb shit. And it was fun. It was fun. And then obviously, you know, started compiling the videos, compiling the content. And this was like from 2014 to 2016. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, I was only on YouTube and a couple of videos popped off, but they didn't really equate to um, audience growth or revenue. It was just like, oh, this guy did a funny video, went mainstream media viral, but that was about it. Yeah. And then it wasn't until uh, 2016 where I discovered Facebook mm-hmm. and Facebook was just launching video content back then. This was like the fortify meme days, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where just like photos and that were there and everyone was sort of like still socially communicating on Facebook. It's but hard videos, to even remember Facebook with that video. Like, very hard. Yeah, 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 very hard. But this was like, I got in at the right time, not going to lie. Yeah. And so Facebook were obviously, this was a new feature they had. And so they're trying to push it hard. So bro, like I went from getting like uh, 9,000 subscribers on YouTube in two years to 10K in a month on Facebook. And I was yeah. like, all right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I kind of just started doing the Facebook thing. I hit a million followers on Facebook in a, just under a year, I believe. Went full time around that certain time. I still heaps broke. Yeah. And then, yeah, man. Then obviously, um, as the years went on, 2016, 17, 18, 19, like everything kind of shot up, just skyrocketed. I ended up, uh, I started to have like a global audience and especially in Southeast Asia, they started to really get on board with the stuff I was doing with my dad, um, Australia obviously as well. So yeah, it kind of just like, it's hard to fathom how quick your life can change overnight, mm. but it just kept, kept getting like bigger and bigger. So I guess relating to where we're sort of going with this story, I ended up, you know, living that life, right? So I think it was a blessing and a curse because at the time when I was, um, you know, you could say like very popular in Australia, yeah, very relevant, um, I was one of very few, like yeah. very few. Yeah. And yeah. so I had, you know, all the eyeballs on me essentially. So I just, everything was so accessible. Mm. And look, I've always been fairly good with women, but yeah, yeah. it just went on to another level. Ah, like yeah. it just, it just went to a different degree. And so I then started to look up to people that had some level of fame um, as I did. And, um, and I said, okay, how are these people living? Oh, so I should replicate what they're doing. Yeah. So then I started to just literally bro, like just have sex with as many girls as I could almost like a numbers game. Mm. And yeah, while a lot were tens, not gonna lie, <laughs> but it just became a cycle where like, yeah. All I was living my life for was that. Yeah. And with that comes so many issues. So doing that, you know, partying, traveling a lot as well. I was traveling like once a week, maybe mm. even overseas. I'd wake up one morning, where do I want to go? Philippines, cool. 
yeah. tonight I'm going to the Philippines. Like it was nuts. And, you know, obviously heaps good money as well and just living that life and an apartment, bought an RS3, like all that sort of stuff, you know, that people think materialism is the way forward kind of thing. And um, yeah, I didn't even know, bro. I, I got into a trap <laughs> because my whole life was dictated by that. I was so emotionally charged where I lived my life dependent on how I felt. Yeah. And so if I woke up one morning, I feel sad. I wouldn't do nothing because I justify me feeling sad to, to do nothing. Yeah. Right? I didn't know I had a problem because like I kind of knew I was a bit of a bitch, not going to lie. <laughs> what do you mean a bit of a bitch? Like just a bit soft in that yeah, way. Yeah. Um, we all have those moments, but. Of course we do. Yeah. But the level that I had it was almost like, because I had everything else. Yeah. So it was like, well, I can be, I can choose this way of living, even though morally I have things to do. Mm. So I'm going to use this as an excuse. Yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah, man, I was always looking for some level of like spiritual healing. My mom yeah. was very into um, spirituality. And when you say your mom was into spirituality, what sort of spirituality was that like? Was that religion or the new age? New agey. Yeah. New yeah, agey. Yeah. Um, never religion. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like she, she brought me up great. Like she was the best parent I could ever ask for. But I think, um, you know, some of the stuff, there's always risks involved with everything, I guess, right? Yeah. And she didn't really recommend me to do anything. She just kind of used the universal laws, praying to the universe and that sort of thing. Yeah. And so I wanted further healing from all my, all my problems. Mm -hmm. You know, I had really bad anxiety, um, really, really bad procrastination, depression, you name it. You know, I kind of had it. And um, you couldn't see it on camera. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> no one knows, right? Yeah. You're this happy, funny guy in all your videos, hundreds, thousands, millions of views in all your videos, whatever. Mm. They don't see what's going on behind, huh? Yeah, they don't. So I was always looking for some sort of like spiritual healing, but at the same yeah. time, my lifestyle was consistent, you know, like yeah. just, I was never satisfied. I had to keep, you know, having sex with more and more girls and blah, blah, blah. Um, so eventually what happened was um, uh, early last year, and look, I can't go fully into it, mm. but I can say as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I will be making like a full on movie yeah, yeah, yeah. about it. Because this is a three and a half hour story. Um, but I, I was basically seeing this girl when I moved down to Melbourne, um, early last year and I was telling her, you know, how I had all these problems. I didn't want, I didn't know what to do. And she goes, Oh, you know, I go to this, um, this woman who's a Reiki master, Reiki healer. I was like, Oh yeah, I've heard that before. I'm like, what is it? It's like, Oh, it's just where like this woman, she just like waves crystals around you, waves her hands around you, moves energy, opens up your chakras, energy points. Mm. It's like, open up my energy. That sounds good, right? Yeah. On paper. So like, cool. I'll try anything. I went to this woman, paid her, um, I think it was 180 or something. And bro, like all she did, she didn't touch me. She waved her hands on my body. And when I walked out of that room, the house, bro, I was a different person. Mm. I was a different person, like completely different. Yeah. And I know you're going to ask how, right? Yeah. Without going into it, basically three main things happened to me. She opened up the energy points in my head, heart and sexual area, right? Those are the three she opened up. And so they were where all the problems became. So when I walked out of there, the first thing I felt was really like really off, like really like almost like I'd just been high, mm. like in a cloud almost. Yeah. When I got home, I noticed that I all of a sudden had this really like almost like a ball of like the worst emotion you could possibly imagine in the middle of my heart, like right there. Didn't relate to anything. It just happened after, right? And this feeling was like, bro, like I can't describe how bad it was. Then all of a sudden... Um, all of a sudden, randomly, I started having all these like really very graphic and strange 
sexual thoughts. I've never thought of in my life. Yeah. Just bombarding my head. I was like, where'd this come from? <laughs> and like, bro, they were dark. <laughs> mm. And they weren't mine. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, what did this woman do to me, right? Yeah. Then after this, um, it, uh, I also um, started having nighttime attacks where when I go to sleep, exactly an hour after I went to bed, I'd wake up feeling like something was suffocating me or like pressing against my chest where I yeah. couldn't breathe. Um, I was sweating, shivering, everything was happening. And I went to hospital about nine times in the year and they couldn't find nothing. Um, and then I started become su uh, becoming suicidal. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just not me, bro. Like yeah. never. And I started having fantasies of jumping off my 25th, 25th floor apartment. I then started to enjoy tormenting my mom. Like, come on, bro. Like this is mm. too weird. On top of all this, I ended up um, having these weird like sexual thoughts all day, every day, bro. Like when I was driving, doing something, they just bang. Wow. And the catalyst for me knowing something was very wrong was when I'd have one of these thoughts, right? And then this seems like, I can't even believe I'm saying this right now, but the truth is when I had this thought and I said either I'm too busy for this, I don't want to think about it or I just don't want to think about it. Do you know what happened? I'd get attacked in the energy point that she opened up. Like, like something was stabbing or burning me. Same feeling in my heart when I went to bed, when I'd have these attacks, something stabbing, burning me. And when I'd have positive thoughts as well, I felt like an electrical charge, same thing like stabbing, burning. Like I get 99% of people will say I'm talking shit, mm. but you can tell I'm not yeah. by the way I'm saying it. <laughs> oh yeah, I, so, I'm super open to all this stuff. It just fascinates me. What, did, what were you thinking before, you're like we'll talk about your journey, kind of some of the things before what final solution worked. But until you someone brought it to your attention that this is a demonic possession, what were you thinking it was? Did you know what was going through your head? Bro, no idea. Yeah. I was so lost, so confused. I just like, I put on like five, 10 kilos. I just didn't know what to do, bro. Like I went to 15 to 20 psychotherapists, psychologists, counselors. They said, you got OCD. I'm like, yeah, okay, fair enough. It's pretty. But this is physical. Like, yeah, how do you explain that? different, right? Like I'm walking around in pain all day in this, it's below your belly button where the yeah, energy point. Yeah, yeah. I'm like walking around. Where, yeah. I live like almost like a bladder infection of some sort. Like sharp cramps 24-7 that's triggered by a thought. Like how do you explain that? So they had no idea. I kept getting the whole, we've never seen this before. I'm not sure what to do. Oh, I'll try this person. Oh, it's probably OCD. If you try this. Bro, I was, there's a place, I went to the best OCD clinic in the entire world. They're called OCD LA. And I was paying like $350 for th per session, three sessions a week to talk to some guy to try and help cure my OCD. <laughs> and nothing worked. <laughs> um, well, what, did you tell him, what is this, some sudden onset OCD? Is that yeah, what they're trying to say? Like, what, I don't, he didn't know what to say. Yeah. He's like, oh, look, we'll treat it as OCD. Get on some meds. I was like, no, nah, I'm not getting on meds. Yeah. <laughs> and um, anyway, so, so yeah, I was just I was screwed up. I went to an Indian spiritual healer, spent five figures on him. Messed up shit, bro. Messed yeah. up shit. So, What's the Indian spiritual healer saying to you? He was the first person to point out this is a some sort of spiritual demonic attachment. Mm. So he really, I guess, made me aware of that for the first time. So that was a blessing in itself. Didn't work. It freak you out though? Brother, if you knew what I saw in those sessions. <laughs> I mean. What's some of the things? I know you're, you're keeping it for your docker, but what's, what's one uh, other thing? You know, so. Um. Think of how much to share. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give you an example, right? So we had to do exorcisms. Mm. And basically, we I did two with the Indian spiritual healer and then many after this, which is the part that worked. With the Indian spiritual healer, I'll tell you one example. This is the craziest thing over here. Um, he goes to me, all right, so what I want you to do is I want you to find a T-shirt you don't really like much. 
just some some t-shirt lying around. I want you to wear the same t-shirt for seven days straight. You can't take it off. He goes, sleeping, gym, whatever it is, you, you got to wear it. He goes, you can take it off when you go for a shower, but put it straight back on. you got to wear this thing 24-7. And it was like, bro, like November time. Yeah. It was hot. hot. I hated it. Wearing a jacket to cover up my smell. <laughs> mates. Luckily, I don't smell. You guys might beg to differ, but I don't think I do. <laughs> yeah. We'll let you so, know after an hour in this room. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was wearing this T-shirt, right, for seven days. Go back to him. I'm like, all right, what do you want me to do now? I've worn the T-shirt. He's like, cool. Come to my prayer room. So I go to his prayer room. This massive, like, room, that pretty much this size, just Indian gods everywhere, statues, Hindu Hindu gods. And, and, and like, turmeric powder, like, like Indian spices, um, just everything you can imagine, like an Indian temple of some sort. And um, he goes, all right, take the T-shirt off. We're going to do something. We're going we're gonna to eliminate these spirits from you. I go, all right, cool. Take the T-shirt off. He cuts it in half, right? And he gives half to me, half to himself. He goes, fold the, fold the T-shirt. And I want you to do the following. So I fold the t-shirt. Cotton t-shirt, okay? Just industry t-shirt, normal, nothing weird. It's like, all right, what I want you to do now is I want you to put um, a fingernail, a piece of hair, and spit in the t-shirt. That's it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I was like, bro, this guy's whack. Yeah, but you try anything at this point, right? I'll try like, anything. Yeah. This is life or death for me. Mm. And I'll try anything. But I'll be honest, when he was doing this stuff, I was like, right, I'm going to go see someone else after this. This guy's just like trying to take my money or something, right? Anyway, I was like, all right, I'll try it out. So I'm just there and he goes, all I want you to do is I want you to blow gently on the t-shirt. Like, that's all you, that's all you have to do. I was like, all right. And he's over there where you are pretty much, like waving this orange scarf around, just doing chanting and stuff. I was like, okay. I didn't understand what he was saying. But he was calling out all the gods, like like Buddha, Jesus, Krishna, Hindu. I don't know what they're called, but yeah. And um, I'm just like blowing on this t-shirt, right? Nothing's happening. And I'm like, this guy's just like, he's whack. Like, what do I do? And he stops. He's like, hey, he's like, all right, this is the first time in 17 years I haven't seen this work. I was like, like I've been hearing this all year. Like, what yeah. do I expect? Right? He goes, but I want us to try one more time. And this last time, you have to put full intent into saying to yourself, get these things out of me. Just from a thought. I was like, all right, sure. Give it a try. So I do the same thing. T-shirt in my hand, fingernail spit hair. I'm like, all right. Like, got into like a bit of like a meditative zone. I'm like, let's do it. Get these, get these things out of me. Get these things out of me. Get these things out of me. I just say three times, get these things out of me. Bro, you would not believe after five to six minutes from just doing this, <laughs> you're not ready for this. <laughs> so this is my t-shirt, right? Rectangular shape. Yeah. Okay. Cotton t-shirt, fingernails, spit hair in it. All of a sudden in the bottom corner, it started to light on fire. Like, like almost as if you had like a cigarette lighter and you start burning the, the bottom corner of it. And I'm just like, oi, he's like, there it is, bro. He he launches himself onto the t-shirt, right? And then I'm watching him wrestle the t-shirt because the t-shirt's throwing this guy around the room. Like, like it's, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this. I know you guys can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah, yeah. And I'm there, I'm like, nah, this is like surely, like I'm hallucinating or something, like I'm in a dream. I'm slapping myself. He's like, he's like, um, he's like, <laughs> He's like, get the get the um the glass jar. There was a big like cylinder glass jar. I'm like, all right, I get it. Bro, this guy's trying to push the t-shirt in the jar. He's swearing at it as well. He's spitting on it. He's like, fuck you. He's like, you need to do it as well. I was like, all right, fuck you, cunt. Like, I'm swearing at this t-shirt. And the t-shirt's not letting him put the t-shirt in the jar. I'm seeing it with my own eyes. All of a sudden, right? He's like, he's like, oh. He turns over his forearm. There's a black mark, like a black cigarette burn, if you want to call it that. 
like a black mark. I'm like, what on earth? He's like, it just bit me. I'm like, bro, I was just, no, nah, this isn't happening right now. He goes, get out of the room. I'm like, all right, get out of the room. I'm singing in the waiting room. I'm just like, did I, I'm like literally like right-handing myself. Like, did I actually just see, the, did I actually just see this or was this all in my head? I'm like, what, like, what on earth has just gone on? And then he comes out and he's like, quick, come into my uh, prayer room. Uh, sorry, the office, the protected office. I go in there. He's like, he's panting. This guy's panting. He's like, he's like, I know what's happening to you. I'm like, okay, what's happening? What the hell was that? He's like, in the last 17 years of me being an Indian spiritual healer, I've never, ever, ever in my entire life seen such a demonic spirit in anyone besides you. He goes, the last time I saw something, not even close to yours, but like around the same strength, but not even close, was in um, Trinidad, in one of those like third world countries where they do black magic and all that sort of stuff. Mm. He's like, you must have got this from overseas or something. He's like, but I know what to do. It's like, all right, cool. And um, I don't want to give this part away. This is crazy shit. But you got to get I, this guy to come in when he fucking makes it. <laughs> yeah, but um, look, that's that's a segment of the uh, of it. Um, so that ended up not working. I had to do many other things with this guy, not in that way, but yeah, um, spiritual healing. <laughs> And um, then, honestly, bro, like to cut the story, cut a long story short, um, I started to research um, new keywords. So instead, I was looking up OCD, blah, 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 like con- uh, conventional uh, mm-hmm. keywords. Now I'm looking up demons, spirits, you know, Reiki healing, new age spirituality, and bang, I found all the answers I was looking for. So what it is, basically, um, the reason, first of all, I didn't know this world existed. Yeah. <laughs> But now that I know it does, the reason that I was I got possessed through Reiki healing is because what happens is if you know where the origins of Reiki comes from, it actually correlates to what the Bible says about Satan and demons. It's really interesting. So there's a guy called Masai Uno. Um, he's a, he was a Japanese doctor in the early 1920s. And he wanted to um, – he was the founder of Reiki healing. So he actually went onto a very sacred mountain in Japan and fasted and meditated for a number of days. And he kind of gave like a, um, a pact with the, the higher power demon, whoever he was praying to, that if he didn't give him superpowers, then he would die from uh, his hunger strike. So he essentially blackmailed, manipulated, whatever's up there, right? On the, I don't know what day it was, but he all of a sudden got hit by a white strike of lightning. And he got these powers in his hands where he went around healing people. When you look in the Bible, um, say it, it says Satan is disguised as a white strike of lightning. So I was like, wow. Like that blew my, my mind to shreds because then they went on to say Satan's a master of deception, blah, 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 blah. So then I learned that new age spirituality is fairly dangerous actually because you can open yourself up to what I just experienced. And if it's not from a pure source like God, Holy Spirit, then it's easily infiltrated. Not to mention some people do find benefits from these practices, but it's essentially, and this this is, you know, controversial to say, but it's essentially just leading you down a rabbit hole to your own demise through the deceptive feel-good feelings you get after doing these things. So it's like he's dangling the carrot, you feel good, he dangles it further, 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 and then you're in a place you don't want to be. So that's happened to me. Um, I then had to um, find a Christian deliverance minister. I've been atheist my whole life, uh, never believed in God, Jesus, nothing. Like you said, your mom was new age and into all that, right? She was, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was, yeah. She was into like some crystals and stuff and, yeah. and all that. But I went a step further than her. <laughs> but yeah, man, I had to do uh, exorcisms with my uh, pastor and dude, whew, 
Is right, it like, like the movie? Yes. It's like the movie. Because through commanding whatever is inside, say I'm my pastor and you're me, hmm. you have to you have to govern the power that you're inhibiting from a very high source. It's like if you think about like a king, you can't go higher than the king. So he he derives his power from from Jesus. And so when he says in the name of Jesus manifest, it, like bro, they start talking through me. I said names and words. I didn't know what they meant. And I looked them up the next day and they f- directly correlate to what the Bible says about spirit names. It was nuts. Like it was nuts. And I'm just sitting in my chair. My body's like having a seizure. I'm so you, vomiting, you sweating. You were saying these words, you mean yourself or he was, the pastor. So he was like, like one example, right? He goes, what's your name? Right? So he, I, I'm just, I'm just seeing that, right? I'm just letting what happens, happens. I'm not even thinking at this point. I'm just seeing there. He's like, what's your name? Jezebel. I, I just said some word. I was like, what? Did I, who? And I'm like, is it Isabel? I dated a girl called Isabel a few years ago. Maybe I'm thinking of her. Next day, I'm, I'm looking up people that have done the same thing as me, right? And this guy is talking about it. He's like, blah, 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 Jezebel. I'm like, wait, that's, that's the word I said yesterday. What is it? Most high-ranking spirit in the Bible. One of the most. Like a positive or a negative? Negative. Oh, fuck. Like this woman called Jezebel existed in biblical days. And she's now a spirit, a demonic spirit. And, and I didn't she... know what that word meant. I'd never heard in my life. <laughs> and she freaks me out, bro. It just gave me tingles. I usually don't let people tell me ghost stories and shit because it freaks me out. Yeah. I mean, fair enough, bro. You know what I mean? But yeah. No. Like, I, that's, I, that's in a nutshell what happened. Mm. And now I'm a million times better. I'm, yeah. I'm healed. So. But like, <clears throat> I already know, bro. People are going to say, oh, cap. Like, of course. I understand. But, yeah. You know well, what I mean? Fair enough. Up to your own interpretation. Of course. But let's put that aside, right? And then obviously the way that you found to get rid of this was through Jesus, right? And, and that power. But let's just park it. Let's leave that there for it is because I'll, we've had a lot of people on that are really religious. Some people more into like that new age spirituality sure, sure. stuff. But let's just, sure. what, what's so fascinating to me is I was actually, like I was Catholic <clears throat> growing up. My, 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 my nan was like a, a scripture teacher and stuff. So I was really... I kind of religiously used to pray every day and then like was more like atheist. And now as I've got older, like mid to late twenties, my mate, so I do Kung Fu and black belt Kung Fu. So I've been spending like a lot of time there. And it's like more like the traditional Chinese philosophies and stuff. And like, we, we spent a lot of time in some of our classes, like talking about the spirit and, and the soul. And like, I just know 100% that is real. And then whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, whether you call it a religion or the spirituality stuff, what, is undeniable, right? Is that there are these weird energetic powers or energy spirits, whatever that we can't really see that is just floating around us all the time. Mm. And then by you getting crystals placed upon you, did you say some words that like, and it brought this shit out? Like, isn't that just, Dude, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to fathom, right? Yeah. It's beyond comprehension. And I don't expect anyone to believe what I say either. Mm. Like I'm not even trying to get people to believe it. I'm just, sort of sharing my testimony in case someone resonates with it and can be like, you know what? Maybe that's happening to me. I think the unseen world is a world in which we have no humanly capability to understand from our, you know, physical brains. Um, but if you think about it this way, it's like, how, 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 how come I can make a, f- a phone call to my dad in China without a, f- a cord? It's invisible. So therefore, an invisible world must exist. That's, that's quantum science as a whole anyway. So when people say, oh, I don't believe in this stuff because I can't see it. So do you believe you can make a phone call to a different country mm. without a call? Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, 
what we are able to see with our physical eyes is nothing compared to what the world or the, or the universe is yeah. as a whole. So. Oh, bro, this, the stuff <laughs> we we learn uh, through Kung Fu and through our teachings as you get further along. Um, so black belt, a lot of people think black belt is like the top. Black belt is like the start of any real learnings. Once you finish, you've got to do about uh, one, two, three, about six years in black belt and then you can go to what's called red sash. And once you go to red sash, you start learning these other skills and experiences and like I'll just say I, I, I can't talk about it on camera because it's you know private within what we learn but yeah there's 100% real things that are even where like have the potential to access mm. if we know how that is completely unbelievable to people that don't yeah. that don't think about it but it is <clears throat> it is so fucking true bro yep. and it's like yeah, it's just you know, it's funny as well because when I when I when I uh, was doing my research and I saw about the, the crystals and, and the the new age, it's so funny because you're you're not the first person who said that to me. Wow. Uh, I was talking to a girl a couple of years back and she said the same thing. I don't know. I can't can't remember what the problem was. It, I don't think it was like a, a possession, but like really bad thoughts and stuff. And then yeah, as soon as she went away from the like uh, crystals and the new age stuff. It all went away. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny how it does that, right? Yeah. You just eliminate something. Yeah. It's, it's like trial and error. Mm. And something works and you're like, all right, well, that was a catalyst. Now yeah. it's very obvious. You can't deny it. So yeah. I, I, the, the most fascinating thing to me is how um, that I find with this whole experience is that um, the physical damage it did to me. Like I'm still recovering. I'm not fully – I'm yeah. healed demonically from, from demonic possession. But on a physical level, I'm still very like health-wise damaged. In what ways? Like, how did it take its toll physically? So when I mentioned how it attacked my like mm. sexual region area, so so um, that area I have a zero libido, yeah, wow. zero. Like and compared zero. to where you were before as well, Bro, like that I, was dude. I couldn't go like a day without you know doing something. Now there's degrees, of course. My degree was before. I would say that was that was overdrive, but dude, like I'm like a 90 year old man. I have zero sex drive, and so we're doing a lot of like um. Uh, it's called like Holy Spirit healing through that, through energy. Because what these demonic things do is they leave deposits in you. So they leave. They've all left me. But um, they leave their remnants almost. So I'm still recovering in that way. So literally, bro, the same areas that she fucked up are the same areas that I still have problems with to this day. Mm. So it's a, it's a process. It's like recovery from a yeah. disease. But the, the other thing I find so interesting is um, how um, the intelligence of them. Because a, a thought can trigger something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, how do you explain that to the general public that don't even believe in this stuff? And I don't expect anyone to believe anything really. Mm. But it's just, look, it was a blessing and a curse because if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't be who I am today. And yeah. dude, I'm a million times better than the guy I was before this all happened. Well, who knows? You could have ended up fucking early grave if you continued on that. I wouldn't be surprised. By lifestyle, you know what I mean? You never know Yeah. with that sort of stuff. And um, how long did that process go on for? How long were you suffering with all that? It was... um. Mainly from March last year to December last year. Okay, yeah. And then I That's kind of found, yeah, found the answer in December. Mm. Started working on the, uh, it's called Deliverance. Mm. So I started working on that and then, yeah, bro, it was just, it's, it was very fast for me though to, mm. to, to heal, to get better. Uh, my pastor said I, I was actually one of the fastest he's seen just because I did do a 180 with my lifestyle. Yeah. You know how uh, I've been on semen retention for two hundred days <laughs> versus 200 before. Two hundred days, yeah. Wow. Versus before I couldn't go a day, you know. So yeah, but the damage helps. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. I've, well, I've heard a lot of people talk about like how se like semen retention is is a power for men. Mm. 
What do you think about that? Oh, bro, like, dude, like, I can't tell you how good it is. Mm. <laughs> like, in which way? Like, some people say, like, what you more clarity, more what? Like, what is it? Um, everyone's different. Yeah. Um, but for me personally, the two things have been just I'm so focused mm. on what I need to do. Uh, actually, three things. Burnout is not doesn't exist in my life anymore. I can work for 23 hours in a day and I'm fine. Like legit, metaphorically speaking, but you get what I'm trying to say. And the third thing is energy. I'm never tired. Like out of the 200 days, probably tired like four days. Yeah, wow. And that's, it's just just unlimited energy. And before, I would be so lethargic mm. all the time. Like I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't like do anything really. I was just overwhelmed all the time. And I was just very tired. Yeah. You know, sleepy. But yeah. now just, nah, I'm just on it 24-7. And um, um, what do you, have you had conversations with, like with friends, like how do you explain this to people that like didn't know you at all? Is it like you said, you're atheist your whole life and now it's this, like, how do you, do you just, how do you, how did you have those conversations? Um, good question. Um, look, I think, I think the timing behind what I went through was quite good. It was, it was quite perfect because I think in this day and age, bro, where this world is just so messed up, so much crazy stuff's going on. People are starting to wake up to the fact that whatever the mainstream and society is promoting is detrimental to us. So people that hear my story now that I'm Christian, yeah. they actually, instead of like despising it maybe as they would have before, they actually really respect the fact that I have these values now yeah. and that I'm disciplined in this area. I think, especially as men, we all love seeing someone like someone we look up to that's disciplined. And I think we're all looking for for something beyond what the mainstream is promoting. Like they're promoting like rappers like Tiger. They, what do they talk about, bro? Like yeah. fuck bitches, get money, I own this land, but that's it. Mm. But how about promoting people that actually have good values? Whatever whatever beliefs, religion they are, I don't care. But like values such as all right, work hard, discipline. Um, you know, as men, we should not succumb to our emotions as much as we should allow ourselves to feel emotions, but we need to do things. And... I don't want to say this word, but I'm going to say Andrew Tate helped me with that. Yeah. Like straight out. Really? Like he helped me a lot. With I've got, what, I've got a boys what? group in my close friend story. Yeah. We just talk about real stuff that we can't talk about because of political correctness. But that guy has helped my life so much. Really? Yeah. So that's the thing about Andrew Tate. Like <clears throat> 95% of the stuff that he says is, is really yep. good, but it's that fucking 5% of stupid shit. Where He's I'm an entertainer like, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously it was a strategy for him to be yeah. like as controversial as possible and now he's arguably one of the most influential people on the planet today. But it's just that 5% of shit, bro. I'm like, it just fucking, because that's not, that's not like Christian values, right? Mm. Some of that stuff he says about like, oh, Agreed. you're my bitch, slapper yeah. around, this, that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But what, what are some of the lifestyle changes you made? I, I know you mentioned you, you, you hardly drink now versus before. What's some of the lifestyle changes that helped fucking get this shift in your life back on track? Um, The first thing was, I think, you know, as I was saying before, I was suffering from many mental health problems, many life problems, just everything in general. That's not like abnormal before I went through this demonic possession. But what I found that after, since spiritually cleansing myself, I realized that your spiritual health is so important because it's the foundation of everything. If you think about where we come from as human beings, we didn't just like originate from thin air, right? There was like a sequence of perfect events that created us to be able to have a mouth to eat, eyes to see, all that sort of stuff, right? So that has to inherently come from a spiritual source whether we believe in the big bang theory or not like it just doesn't make sense how am i so perfectly well i mean um you know you can well, say I'm so a ten, <laughs> so, yeah. but you know what i'm trying to say like human yeah. beings so when i started really looking into okay spiritual health i'm out of this possession now 
how do I make sure I don't go back into it? And my pastor says, literally, and this is going to be another outlandish segment or thing that's coming for me today. Um, demons and spirits operate on legality. So they have a construct of laws as to why they can possess you and not me or why they can possess me, not you. Mm-hmm. And the openings for demonic possession are things like literal just sin. Yeah. So sin opens a door for them to enter you. So the way I was living before, I was doing a lot of that. Well, you know, whether you believe in that stuff or not, I'm just saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, I've, what I know. So I've just stopped doing that sort of stuff to a large degree. You know, I'm not perfect, but sleeping around, I stopped doing. Um, porn, I stopped doing that. Um, you know, um, drinking, I stopped doing that. Um, it was kind of like after I went through all that, it was like I was born again, bro, like legit. Like I literally felt like I'd just been born again. And the old me, I don't even recognize anymore because I was just so succumbed by everything around me and all my problems that now it's like I've just woken up and I've just realized the truth and now I can start again. So, sorry, that, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, but, but they, but they, no matter what you want to call it, and, and I agree, and I, like I said, I'm not religious, but I agree with this. As I, I have the same conversation with my friends that are religious all the time. I believe in the same principles as you do largely. I just do them for different reasons or whatever. Sure, sure. But it's like these negative, whatever you want to call it, these negative habits are, are, are making you a prisoner to, to, to this, like whether you call it energetically or spiritually, whatever it is, yep. these negative habits, like watching porn and self-sabotaging and, and, and all these like getting smashed every single weekend and like riding, like these things are keeping you unhappy. They're keeping you anxious. They're keeping you depressed. And I don't like what you can call it what you want because there are going to be people listening with all different views, but no one can like, you can't really argue about these negative habits are dragging you and your life down. Like you can't, you can't argue that. Yeah. Whatever, whatever um, dimension you want to put it on. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm directly relating it to a spiritual dyna- mm-hmm. uh, dynamic, but you can relate it to like a physical dynamic. Like what you said, don't drink because it's bad for you. Yeah. Cause it makes like, I'm, I'm literally like trying to word it as like, um, open as possible, right? Yeah, like, open, but like more like like un, like able to understand for those that don't really have a spiritual understanding as yeah. possible. So it's like if you drink alcohol, you feel bad the next day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you drink alcohol on a spiritual level, you also open yourselves up to things, blah blah, blah which makes you also feel bad. So it's the same thing. Mm. It's just different translations, different levels. Well, I don't know how anyone could believe anything with uh, total uh, certainty. Like it's like that's you right, said, because right. like the thing that blows my mind, fucking fly, um, is like. Bro, it's like, okay, yeah, if you look at the Big Bang and the thing is that that's so crazy. What are the chances that all these perfect things happened in, in the exact, like, that's, I'm like, I can't, that's the one thing, thought I can't get my head around. It's like, okay, what, what was here before the Big Bang? Mm. Oh yeah, all the energy was in one spot, then it exploded. But how was all that energy there? That's the thing that I'm like, you I just, just, you just get, I just don't know, man. The world is so know. big and powerful and full of stuff we we probably understand 0.1% <laughs> like you know what i mean and i think a great uh video i once saw was um there was this uh preacher this christian uh preacher he was he was preaching the bible and stuff and all that and this yeah. doesn't just relate to the bible this relates to everything yeah and he had someone say how do you know it's true you know what if like what if there was um things that were rewritten and it's not all true and he's like yeah that's that's a possibility mm. however if i said to you do you believe that um Queen Elizabeth, oh, sorry, that's not, that's a bad example. Like, like Hitler existed or the Holocaust happened. Would you believe it? Well, yes. And he goes, well, how do you believe that? She's like, oh, well, because of history. And he goes, yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah. I believe this because of history. Mm. You have faith. Well, it's, it's also it's, faith, it's, right? It's faith, exactly, faith, faith. faith. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't know shit. Yeah. Everything we could, everything I like, I think could be wrong. Everything yeah. you think could be right, wrong. Yeah. I don't know. But it's faith. And 
personal experience and testimony as well, I think is important. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that statement was more like I, I, I 100% in, in respect people of faith. Like they have whatever faith they do. I'm, I'm more talking about the people like 100%, this big bang, this, yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. Then, and there's nothing more than what we can see that meets the eye. There's none of that. That's the stuff that I understand. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about you're talking about the mental health struggles. One, one thing I wanted to talk to you about is like, being such a public person and like having that level of fame, what is it like living with that? Like, what does it do to your mental health? It's good. It's a good question. I was speaking on another podcast about this a few days ago. Um, everyone's different. The one thing I made sure was that I had really great friends around me that could humble me if I ever got sort of too big headed. But also the one promise I made myself was that regardless of how famous or whatever you want to call it, I got, I would never change my ways or never think I was better than anyone. So I think a common denominator of, sorry, something common that people often tell me even you know, eight years on is that I haven't changed, which is great. I don't yeah. want to change yeah. from, from before all this. And in response to what you just asked, like um, a few a few things happen. It's like your your mind can't possibly like keep up with how fast things happen overnight almost. And I feel particularly sorry for reality TV guys that come off those shows because they didn't even have to – I'm not saying they didn't do anything to get there, but no, yeah. you walk into a house and you walk out yeah. kind of like me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you're like – you yeah. walk in as a normal guy and then you walk out, you've got all this attention. And mm. for me, as much as it was like – it was fast, but it wasn't that fast. <laughs> yeah. So I think viral videos you could kind of um, um, correlate to a similar degree because, yeah, like I've had a few videos that went viral. In fact – one great example was I was on funny number 69,000 followers <laughs> on Facebook and I posted a video and this video didn't get that many views like well in today's age at least like 200k or something yeah and dude I I I um, posted it woke up next day you know it was very um it was like a video about university like a funny prank about me stealing textbooks from university students and um the weekend before this I used to go out a lot clubbing and that and you know like no one would know me I was a normal guy next weekend I went out Bro, like 20 people wanted photos with me. My life uh, just changed in the blink of an eye. Yeah. And then it kept getting, you know, more and more. Then I'd start getting mobbed. My friends had to drag me out of places and then I'd go overseas. It was just nuts. I'm not saying that to boast or anything. I'm saying that to describe, um, you know, how much of a shock it was to me, but also the effect it had on my mental health, mm. which was I got to a point where I had just so much attention and like I'd do like meeting greets and stuff. And whenever I'd go out, just bombarded with people. And it got to a point where I got so self-conscious that I felt like that was what validated me as a person. So an example of this was, um, and this doesn't happen anymore because I'm beyond that, but um, in terms of uh, my retrospect. But what used to happen to me was um, I would go out, right? And I would literally have this like number in my head almost. Like if I don't get this many photos with people, that means I'm not doing something right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was so bad. To further uh, uh, extend that, um, that, that, that notion I had was when I'd meet up with people, like say I had a school friend, right? They used to be uh, friends with him in high school and I hadn't seen him since, you know, I got known and all that. I would feel so self-conscious because I would think in my head, oh no, if I walk on the street, like this guy's already expecting me to be like mobbed and stuff. But if I walk on the street in say Parramatta and I only get one person, he's going to think I'm like not what I should be. And, mm. and then I'd have mates like that. They don't, they don't get it. But, and I'm not mad at them for saying this, but they'd be like, well, hey, bro, how come, like, you haven't been recognized that much today? Like, shut the fuck yeah, up. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, 
they don't know what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. to a person that's in that position, it actually yeah. like crushes your confidence. Of course. But now I realize how dumb that is. Yeah. So I don't care about that shit anymore. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're like, this is like, it's obviously at a way smaller scale, but there's comparables, right? Like people that hate on Justin Bieber for the shit he did. Like, bro, imagine you're 16 years old, you get all the money in the world, all the fame in the world and all the girls in the world. Like mm. how are you not going to act out? Like it fucks with you. Cause you're still, even though you're in your twenties, you're still, your brain's still evolving. You're still processing shit. And it's a really slippery slope. And like to your point about the um, reality TV people, I had a couple of people from reality TV on here. It's like, yeah, they go on the show, which is like at least with you, you've had to plan the content, film the content. Like there's a process you've done. So they go on the show, they walk out, 50,000 followers. Yeah. Right? Brand deals, club appearances. But the thing about them is a lot of the time in three months later, the attention dwindles, dwindles, dwindles to a fraction of it, what it used to be. And then they're left with that mental, holy shit. Like they've let, if, if they've done it, if they've not done it smartly, let the ego take a hold too much. And now that they're not getting the attention, they feel like shit. What, yep. what was it for you that allowed you to separate yourself and that, and that ego from the amount of people recognizing you or even the amount of views you get? Because I know as a content creator, it's like, that's the metric, right? Like mm -hmm. how have you, because it's so much healthier. If you want to do this long-term, you're going to have, I'm sure there's been months where you don't get as many views as a month. It's not always doubling the last month, right? How, do, how have you been able to separate that from yourself? Great question. Um, at the very beginning, as I mentioned before, I made sure that I almost made like a pact with myself, like a vow where I would just never change regardless. But when you are getting that much attention, like I'm only human, right? So I did start having thoughts like, like oh, like... Oh, I, sh I shouldn't have to be in this line. You know, you know that, that sort of stuff. And, and, and also like with the amount of girls that were just throwing themselves at me as well, it was like you just get trapped really. Mm. But I think, I think even though I was living that life the whole time from a very, very young age, I don't know why or whatever, but I've always known I have a bigger, a very big purpose in this world. And at the time of this happening, uh, all this tension, I knew that there was something beyond this. So that sort of kept me humble. And I also, I was also around people that started to experience similar to me in terms of like attention, fame, that fully changed. And I looked at them, I'm like, man, like I'm just glad I didn't turn out, turn out like you. I remember one guy, I won't mention his name, but he was really like, like a very nice guy, you know? And he used to ask me for advice all the time. And hey bro, like, I just want to thank you so much for helping me with this sort of stuff and blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden he got like a couple of followers and he goes around telling people I'm using him. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, just seeing others change for the worse was a big thing. And me having to kind of control my ego that was being flared up by all this stuff was a challenge. Mm -hmm. But another, another, another thing was um, in terms of, you mentioned relevancy, right? And it's so true. Like, dude, I, uh, not that this matters to me at all anymore. In fact, I quite like it now. But I don't get recognized anywhere near as before. Like anywhere near, like back in the day, like every second person would know me, but now I can just walk down as a normal person. Yeah, of course, blah, 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 like here and there, um, photos, whatever. But it's quite, it's quite a nice break actually. And, and also now I feel like um, I have a, a much greater purpose. You see guys that uh, regardless of how big they were, 10 million, 20 million followers, I was going through my YouTube um, who I subscribed to from back in the day. I was going through that the other month and there was like 50 to 100 people that I was going through. No matter how big they were, we're talking like 10, 20 mil, 70% are just gone now. Yeah, wow. They're gone. And that's because I think 
two reasons. Firstly, they might have just matured. They might have had a different you know, phase of life they want to explore, maybe family, kids, I don't know. But the biggest thing that I see um, when you're talking about reality stars as well and social media people or people that had you know, a bit of fame and not anymore is that they base their entire self-worth on that. When they couldn't, when they didn't get as many photos every day as they used to, it just it just crushed them mm. because they got sucked into the trap. Whereas I kind of think I had a bit of introspect in that way, where I knew that it wasn't all about that. So when I became irrelevant, I don't really, like it's just it's a dumb word, but you know what I'm trying to say. I don't really care. We're irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Still hundreds of thousands of millions of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it didn't really bother me that much. Yeah. It was like. That's a cycle, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't even see Justin Bieber's songs always being number one. Nah. Um, you know what I'm trying to say? It's yeah. like, who cares? Yeah. And people just can't cop it. Like you mentioned purpose just before. Like is purpose something you think about often? Oh, dude. Like so what I went through last year is my purpose now. Like I need to be sharing what I've learned mm. to the world. And I'll be real. I'm going to get canceled hard. Yeah. So hard. Like what I'm doing now is I'm preparing for my own cancellation. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm being legit right now. Yeah. So um yeah, it's gonna be pretty hectic what yeah. I what I give. And what, like, I, what I share. Has your has your content so you see your content changing in the future? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like massively. Yeah. I'm um I'm just trying to um passively set things up. Yeah. To be sort of free. Semi off grid, yeah. Yeah. A bit decentralized. Yeah. Um and also have things that I'm currently doing, not 100% having to relate to me. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I, bro, like, you don't know it's going to hit the world <laughs> when I come out with all this. Well, bro, um, <clears throat> obviously, yeah, doing my research, I didn't realize you're on the Prim, Primrod podcast or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, I, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, bro, the, the world is, Google, is fucked, Google. man. Yeah. Like, I, um, and again, like, each, each of those, I st- stayed in my own lane, didn't really talk too much about it. But looking back now, bro, if they ever try that shit again, I, I got to speak up, man. Yeah, like right. it's fucking disgusting. And bro, the stuff that all, and like, well, no, we won't make this podcast about that. There's enough to talk about. <laughs> Certain stuff, key words. I uh, know the stuff that comes out, man, and how much people just go along and then, oh yeah, by the way, you didn't test yeah, for this. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. That's why yeah, I think the world needs more people to, to, to be able to speak up as leaders and be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you're, you're, you talk about like <clears throat> not getting recognized as much as particularly as certain other points in the past. Is that because, like, do you find has your audience grown up with you? Like, is your audience still like similar age to you? Like, they started watching when we were early twenties, and now we're late twenties. Or do you still, or do you find like you're always getting like newer, like the younger crew coming through to like watch your stuff? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, my audience has grown with me. Yeah. And once you get older, you don't really care about influencers, celebrities as much yeah, anymore. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and secondly, it's because um, I don't think the younger demographic has necessarily been exposed to my stuff as much because. Mm. Before it was very new, it was very relevant current. Yeah. But now it's like I'm not doing as viral stuff as before yeah, either. Yeah. And I don't really mind that. Um, and at the same time, I think it's largely to do with culture. Because what I found was when I went overseas to say like Philippines, Indonesia, Taiwan, and I would do kind of like say even like meeting greets, right? You get a complete different demographic towards here. When I would do them here, even back in the day, I'd only get like probably people up to about 16 years old. Yeah. But no one above that. Whereas over there, I'd get literal like mums bring their kids and the mum wanted to see me. Yeah. And the reason I mentioned that is because there's difference in culture here. So yeah. even as me, bro, like I'm Australian and even if I saw like some guy I really liked down the street, I probably wouldn't say hi to him. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, oh, I don't want to suck his dick kind of thing. Yeah, and that's yeah. true. I get yeah. that. Like, That's I all we like, well. man. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, how yeah. we are as like Australians. Yeah. So 
that's a major factor. And it's like it's like they just don't we Aussies don't care about things as much as other people. But Asian fans are like the best in the world, right? Bro, they'll cut their left nut off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 very proud to have that audience. Yeah, because you, you've you've started to change. Like, do you do you, like you've built out a, a, like you got your own team now, like more like a kind of your own personal production house kind yeah. of thing, right? What sort of like what's the plan moving forward? Because obviously, a lot of people would love to have the amount of success you've had creating content on any one of the platforms, and you've built fucking millions of followers across all the major platforms. What's kind of like if you're starting again now? What would kind of be your like? advice or how would you structure things to try and grow on, on, on these channels now? Um, I think the algorithm has massively changed. Mm. So that's one thing. The other thing is there's just like so much, so many more people doing it. So, you know, back then I was very fortunate because I got into the platforms at the right time. Like I got into yeah. Facebook as videos were coming out, TikTok from day one, Instagram before videos were even there. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? So, yeah. so now it's kind of like you really have to, it's a quantity game now. It truly is because if if I'm a if I'm a general user and I follow four thousand people now, how on earth am I going to see your post? Yeah, it only depends on how much you're posting, and that's actually what I find funny about people that say, "Oh, Jamie, you bought followers." Like I didn't, firstly. Yeah. If I if I could, let me know. But <laughs> but the 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 reality is, when I first started, the average person was following like a hundred people. Yeah. Now they're following four thousand. You know, five years on, so engagement isn't really relative. Um. What I would say is um, just just be consistent. That's the most important thing because the 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 more you post, the faster you'll learn what works. And now the algorithm has changed. It's more of a quantity game. Therefore, you do have to scale it at massive lengths as do, well. Do you find, and this is something from our, our own uh, experience with content, do you find that like sometimes it seems the algorithm doesn't fucking matter what you post. Sometimes it's like the most random basic clip get fucking hundred thousand views, which for us is pretty is deep. Oh, for you. It's obviously average. And then like, I'm like, this dude's the best clip ever. Such a good point. People are going to learn so much. And like a couple of that, like it, it's, sometimes it seems like it doesn't even matter anymore. Mm. Just does the algorithm push you this day or does it not? Yeah. Yeah. What I find on a deeper level that's happening is that TikTok and social media platforms, and this goes far beyond and we can get into a rabbit hole with this, but they're promoting the dumbest shit. Yeah. They're trying to subdue us. They're trying to make us all stupid. Mm. Why would I follow James Charles, straight out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, respect the guy, but but you know what I'm trying. Oh, like Addison Ray. Yeah, yeah. Like just TikTok dance. Well, Charlie D'Amelio is like Charlie the D'Amelio. biggest TikToker, right? Just dances. That's right. And so that I think what they're doing is they're intentionally trying to give us role models mm. that 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 produce meaningless content. Therefore, that makes our lives also meaningless because we're consuming it 24 seven. There's a theory that not even a theory, factual evidence that in China. You know how on your for you page, what do you what do you get when you scroll? I'll scroll oh, right now. I get three thoughts. Some <laughs> some guy like like punching some dude in like a street fight. Like that's what I get. If you go on the Chinese TikTok, you get talented people that are like yeah. smart. They've built something. Um, uh, like they're wealthy. They've done something good in business. Like China is is promoting talented people. We're promoting filth. Mm. Don't snip that up. So it seems like I'm homing <laughs> towards James Charles. But <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I'm trying to say. Literally though, people don't realize, and and this is a whole other thing, but we're losing the culture war. If you think of the way, like the way we're going, man, is, is so not right, bro. We need to, we need to check ourselves because like at the end of the day, we're, even though the algorithms are going to feed us this shit, we're still in control of who we follow and what we consume. Like, yeah, I'll be identifying as just light in a couple of years time. And if you say anything against that, I can cancel you, put you into prison, maybe yeah. death penalty, who knows? 
That's the thing, bro. Like, I'm all open and I'm sure you are too for anyone to do whatever the fuck they course, want. It's when you start not letting people have their own views yeah, is the yeah. problem. And, like, right. the shit with all the Andrew Tate stuff, like, I like I don't know all of his stuff. There's a lot of it. I fucking 100% agree with the few snippets that obviously the media make you see. I'm like, yeah, what a fuck with. But the thing is, the fact that someone can be completely wiped off every major uh, social media network, payment processing network, to, like, regardless if I loved him, if I hated him, that's scary. So scary, bro. That's worrying. Like, you can't shut down the conversation. You can't, you can't. Well, well they can, but it's, it, you shouldn't. That's right, that's right. And and I was watching a video yesterday, which I can't post on my Instagram story, so I have a close friends group with just for the boys called Boys Confidential. Um, I posted a video where he was talking about not only was he banned from social media, but Airbnb, Uber. Yeah, what the fuck? Banks. Yeah. When you can, when they can, ca- like, get rid of your, your money or your finance or your banking, Bro, you us like we screwed, mm. and and it's just funny how people don't ignorance is bliss, right? So yeah. people don't want to connect the dots; they just want to live in their ignorantly blissful lives and not speak up or do anything about it. So, oh, dude, that was me for as long, for as long course. as you can until it gets to obvious. You're like, oh. that's right, that's right. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that either because yeah. it's protection, right? That's why I'm not speaking up yet about everything mm-hmm. because I have to be smart about it. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty clear to see where we're headed as a as humanity moving forward. We're going to have chips in our heads, no doubt. They're already talking about it. It's predictive programming. All this sort of shit, you know, we can go on for days and days about it. But we're being merged with technology, essentially. We're not going to have our own thoughts anymore. <laughs> like, isn't that scary? Mm. <laughs> and so I think um, it's almost like prep. And I think what happened with the, the you-know-what over the last yeah, two yeah, years, yeah. they've now known how fooled we are as a society mm. and how compliant we are to whatever ridiculous thing they come out with next. I, I agree, and I think that was the thing. But also... I don't know, maybe I'm being too much of an optimist here, but like I think after going through this, I don't think they could get away with it yet. I think too many people would call them out. And, and that could be me being optimistic. For sure. But I remember even my mum was like, oh, yeah, listen to the fucking the Dr. news. Fauci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now everyone's like, oh, how stupid. Even my mum. You're right. Who's like right. the boom, she's boomer watches yeah, yeah. the news. Like even she's like, and I, no, that's fucking, isn't this bullshit? How stupid is that? Mm. Like I, I really hope that like they've mis, um, they've underestimated humanity. And like, there are a lot of idiots out there, but there's also that like silent majority who maybe went along with it because it was easier or convenient. And now they realize like the type of shit that they're trying to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, that's my hope. Anyway, hey bro, man. like it's good to be optimistic. And I agree yeah, with you actually. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of friends that were very one-minded. Yeah, I'm waking, yeah. I've, I've woken up completely now. So yeah, yeah let's hope that their plans backfired in the ass, but you know, only time will tell. Oh, they're going to, tr- they're going to keep trying anyway. Um, yeah. One one last thing I want to to touch on before before we wrap this up, because um, I think it's really, really fucking like an important thing for for Dirk to talk about. It's really cool you've been open with that as well. Um, now, obviously, you, this is twenty twenty two. We're further down the line, but there are periods where like you had a million followers uh, on Facebook and didn't necessarily have any money in your bank account, right? Is there, from your perspective, a misconception that? people with a big following or social media just automatically have heaps of money in the bank. Massive misconception, bro. Massive. And that's not just been at a million followers. Mm. I've been at many million followers. I mean, zero dollars in the bank account. Mm. It doesn't even like translate into, oh, you can't make money if you have these followers. It's it's actually about what you do with the money as well. Because mm. you can blow it on dumb shit. Mm. Like, as I said, I had a sex addiction. So imagine what I was blowing that <laughs> my money on. But in this TikTok generation as well, yes. Um, you don't necessarily earn money um with followers so i got a mate down in melbourne he uh he has seven mil 
on TikTok and he's still working, you know, a, a job, yeah. a, a normal job. And I think what's happened is, um, you know, fortunate for me, I guess, was back then I was one of only a few. So all the deals were coming to me, you know, all the eyeballs, the Facebook ad revenue was coming to me because everyone was seeing my stuff because I was one of a few. But now, as I kind of said before, it's like there's so many people. So how do you possibly group that into different levels of income and, and that sort of thing? And, and, and it's not like, especially with the big corporate brands, there, there are still that select few. Of course, there are more businesses and stuff coming out as well. So expanding the pool and giving more revenue and resources to creators as, as creators are expanding and becoming more um, on social media. But there's still that kind of gap, you know what I mean? So I think nowadays it's really and, – and people are looking for depth these days because I think as a coach we're just so sick of all the superficial stuff. We can kind of see what's happening and we want something with a bit more substance. And that's why I think a lot of the creators are just posting these like superficial things maybe aren't getting – as far as I would like to. So it comes down to branding. It comes down to business strategy. It comes down to a lot of things. And I think for someone that's starting now, you just got to really like, you know, find a niche that obviously you enjoy. Look at what's worked. Don't try to reinvent the wheel necessarily, but put your little twist on it and have some depth in there as well. People love that, you know. So that's the advice I'd give. Mm, really good advice. And um, let's wrap this up. But first, what's you kind of alluded to it. What's, what's coming next? What should people expect from Jamie Zer over the next 12 months? 12 months, um, just a massive increase in uh, quality, uh, production, uh, people as well in the content, um, just scaling really hard with that. And on a personal level, I've, I've uh, acquired more resources to facilitate that. Um, and beyond that? And beyond that, just wait for me to get cancelled because it's coming. <laughs> I, be- I, I'm just, look, I mean, the reason I say is because I'm going to be speaking the truth. Mm. And that's one thing that I will be doing at the right time once I get my yeah. shit sorted. And and the thing is as well that like blows my mind how fucking ridiculous these platforms are. Um, Russell Brand has on like the fastest growing YouTube channels with like 6 million or something now. Like post a video, it's got like nearly a million views in a day. On Instagram, um, however many followers he has, but like he gets like a thousand likes on his stuff. I'm like, mm. That's not censorship. And like, bro, I'm not telling anyone what to think. I'm not even saying what I think. I'm just saying yep. – it's fucking wrong the way that these companies can fucking control what people say and mm-hmm. who gets to to share uh, their opinions and who gets gets all that sort of stuff. So that's right, yeah. interesting, man. I, I think the way I want to play my part is just by fucking helping people think, you know, in a, in right. a better way. So um, that's right, that's right. for anyone who doesn't know where to find you or hasn't seen you, for where's the best place? Just Jamie's doing everything, I imagine. Yeah, just my name on everything, really. Um, every platform, not on OnlyFans. Don't worry. Yet. That's yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah, that's coming. When you get cancelled, you're going to need a way to make cancer, money. I might, yeah, I might need that. <laughs> but yeah, just my name and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the title. Jamie Zoo, future only fan star. There we go. <laughs> I've got a clever st- – anyway, I won't say this on camera, but yeah. yeah. Talk about it later. Yeah, done. <laughs> All right. Thanks, brother. It was, it was really good to have you and appreciate it. Thanks, bro. Cheers, bro. Appreciate. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or you got something out of it, do yourself a favor, do me a favor, do your friends a favor and share this with them and they can come along on this journey with us. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.